we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Ignite Your Heart and Soul, right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today is Diane Pienta. And you can see behind, she has this wonderful book called Magic. What are we going to be talking about today? Be the magic. I always say, if you want love, you've got to be the love. You want peace, you've got to be the peace. So why shouldn't you be the magic as well? She's a creative mentor, healer, forest therapy guide and author, a former businesswoman. She was um, sparked, sparked by cancer diagnosis to transform her life and explore alternative healing, herbalism, yoga, meditation, which led to a new career in non-traditional ways of finding joy, inner peace and creativity. She's the author of Be the Magic, the bite-sized nuggets of wisdom to feed your joy, nourish your soul and open your heart. Eight ways to finding happiness by finding your strength. And she's speaking about um, about single but profound lessons in happiness. And if you want to be happy, you've got to find that happy strength. The big idea is where the eight powerful but surprising ways to find happiness, especially in the middle of tough times, instead of um, digging in or turning away, finding goodness in creativity and connection. And why it matters? Well, it may seem counterinteractive to step away from challenges and uh, adversely to do the art project or take a walk, but reinforcing on beauty and creativity when the chips are down is a powerful way to undo fear and worry. And the key notes that she's going to, to talk about today, well, you're just going to have to listen because wisdom comes when you listen, learn, and then apply. Welcome to the show, Han. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for having me for this beautiful show. I really appreciate it. Uh, my my appreciate. You know, this is the, it's a reoccurring beautiful theme which I absolutely love. Somebody gets a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, or cosmic two by four, which changes the direction of their life, and it's through the discovery of strength and courage and abilities and skills and purpose. You know, through the adversity, through what happens to you. Uh, but you make it happen for you. And I love it when people do that because that's really when the true essence of a person is born. I think that's so true. And what you're saying, you know, the the, the wound, the crack is where the light comes in. Yes. And so, so many times in our lives when we're experiencing those challenging circumstances and we just wish they were different, but kind of engaging with them and interacting in a different way, maybe of saying, well, why is this happening? Like, what, what's the lesson? Or, yeah. you know, I love the, I love the, um, the saying, you know, rejection is just a barrier in the road to um, directing you to the, to the true path. And so just reframing our world um, and our, our experiences changes everything. Even if it's negative, there's always a reason for something happening to you. And yeah, always. Yeah. And, you know, it's really it's funny. This this book, you know, they say that writers write what they need to hear. And this mm -hmm. book is no different. It's been teaching me from day one. And I I actually um, kind of avoided writing this book for about two years. And I think I, I was scared, you know, mm -hmm. I was scared about putting it out in the world. And what does that mean? 
And um, I was distracting myself with a lot of different things. And I was on the phone with a friend and I said, you know, I think I need to have my plane grounded so I can write this book. And well, six minutes later, my ankle was broken. I've never broken anything in my life. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, the irony was not lost on me in the moment. And then, you know, in two, you know, two days, I was kind of in this, oh, what was me kind of thing. And, um, you know, in the human perspective of like, oh, I've got this broken an ankle. Mm -hmm. But then like going to the spiritual perspective of, wait a minute, the perfection of this is really great. And it's not only did it clear my schedule to write the book, but it also, I had been, I had having kind of slouchy posture for a long time. And even though I did a lot of yoga and I worked on it, having the broken ankle and, you know, posture is important because yes. where your body goes, your mind follows. And so mm -hmm. that really is such a, another way to access our, our, um, our power and the broken ankle, because of the way I had to walk, it just kind of realigned my spine. And I thought this would have taken me 20 more years of yoga. <laughs> so like what becomes, you know, this tragic um, event becomes this kind of little miracle gift. And so, um, yeah, I, and, and the book has done that time and time again as I've yeah. been writing it. Well, it, it is the universal's way of saying, you know, you just stop. You're on the wrong trajectory. You know, there's a redirect for you. And if you're not paying attention to the signs, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, tap, tap, you know, along comes the cosmic two by four. Do you hear me now? Right. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we kind of need that because on the human side of things, we will make excuses. Right. We will avoid. Uh, right. But avoidance is futile. Right. Because eventually exactly. it's going to catch up with you and you are going to have to deal with it. And the faster we deal with something, the quicker we actually either go through it or discover what it really means. Uh, but sometimes right. you have to wait for those events to happen because they are that wonderful. Here's the crossroads in life. Um, you pause long enough to kind of think about where you want to go, to instinctually feel where you need to go rather than being in a hurry and just putting your foot on the pedal. You're so right. And, and as you're speaking, what I what's also coming to mind is, is compassion and going through the experience mm, has kind of opened my heart even more to people who are going through similar experiences. Yes. And if you don't have that, there's, you know, there's an experiential quality to that of like, oh, I really get your pain. I really get how that is for you. So, and I think it also, um, more compassion for yourself for as well. Self, exactly. <laughs> right. It's yeah. kind of like if you don't have self-compassion, you know, it, it gets tougher and tougher until you finally say, okay, I've got to be good to myself. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to follow me. my soul path. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had an epidural with all of my pregnancies and there was one of them when they were taking the legs off the stirrups and they dropped my legs and you're not meant to feel anything but what I felt was just lumps of weight and suddenly I understood people who were paralyzed <sighs> and you know that you think that oh they're not feeling anything from the waist down you know that's okay no they're carrying a heavy weight mm. uh, that they cannot maneuver without physically picking up and doing things like this and it's a constant heavy weight yes. and it becomes a burden and it just in that split moment of them dropping my legs you know that kind of yeah. and it's funny what comes across your mind when you're doing something else <laughs> but suddenly an understanding of what people who are in wheelchairs that have become paralyzed from the waist down you know are feeling and yeah. I think that 
we don't always relate until something happens to us. I broke my ankle as well. I used to wear high heels all the time. Couldn't wear them anymore. And I thought, okay, that was rather extravagant to break my ankle in three places just to get me out of high heels. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. And it's that diversity of experience too. And we don't always want the negative experience. No, I mean, who really wants the negative experience? But there is this richness of life when you have that diversity of experience. I'm all about you know that exploration and okay it doesn't work or um or god that didn't feel good or why did i do that but as long as we're learning from it um it's there's just a richness there that exists there's a lot that you know you i read in your intro that of joy joy and happiness and people i can't find the joy i can't find the happiness well the joy and the happiness actually comes in the lesson in the learning, in the discovering, in the wondrous of what else is out there. When we stop engaging ourselves in life and being wondrous, we actually stop seeing the joy and the happiness. Yeah. Yeah. And curiosity is key. And um, and play, you know, I'm all about play. I think as adults, we, you know, we get so focused and we lose sight of the play or we think. And you're so grown frivolous. up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's play. But I've learned time and time again that play is actually the access into creativity, to mm. new ideas, to new solutions. And it's just fun. Like we're here to have fun. We're not here to like suffer as much as possible. But um, that access of play into our joy, especially I think if you're stuck, it's just, it's a great access in to say, what am I, gosh, what's even like catching my curiosity or my interest at this moment? And, you know, I, I give the example that um, I heard of somebody who was teaching pine needle basket making. And I thought, oh, that would be, that's a fun two hour afternoon. And so I went, well, eight years later, I'm still like, I'm mesmerized by yeah. these pine needle baskets. And so, I mean, that's a small little thing, but I know when I'm weaving them and making them, um, my mind is still, it's peaceful, it's happy. And generally after, you know, 20 minutes of doing that, I just have, maybe I get a different instinct. I get an impulse to mm. to do something different than if I was simply just sitting, you know, sitting at my computer, slogging it out. Or sitting just and, meditation, doing nothing, because that is yeah. a form of meditation. It's being exactly. at one with something, being immersed in it. And while the mind is immersed in that, the psyche is free to be and and download but so busy you know we're so busy out there that you know the psyche is hello hello i'm trying to get your attention (laughs) so when we go in and can just be present with self by doing something then uh that is when the psyche can download and then it's revealed in those quiet moments yeah and i love what you just said about or just sitting in meditation. And that is, you know, and I definitely sit in meditation. I know a lot of people do, it's powerful. But this act of, this idea of working with our hands, like Mm -hmm. we're meant to make things. All of our ancestors worked with their hands all day. Like they, you know, they made everything. It's in our bones. I think it's primal for us to want to do that. And we're very lucky, this modern world, I don't know if we're lucky or unlucky, but this modern world gives us everything Mm -hmm. that's already pre-made. And, and we've lost the like ability to even know how to make things, yes. um, you know, or we see something handmade and we think, oh, how is that made? And, you know, I know my 
grandmother 100 years ago would have said, well, you sit down and like, here's how you make a rag rug or like, of course, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like cooking and dinner, you know, it's no yeah. different than that. Right. And so it, I think it also speaks to something really primal and almost ancestral in us. Um, it's like we're nature, we're, we're meant to to make things. So I love that you're presencing that as a form of meditation too. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. I mean, I've got the side of my business where I'm creating the banners and I'm creating the posts and I'm doing uploading and I'm creating the videos and all of that. And sometimes we can look at it as being mundane, but because Mm -hmm. there's an aspect of it that's automatic and there's an Mm -hmm. aspect of it that is creative, Mm -hmm. I do find it quite meditative. Yeah. Right. So. And it allows the creativity to kind of come out because you're, you're in a creative mode, but which is more of the mundane creativity rather than the epiphany, but the epiphany can come from that. Yeah. And I bet, and I'm curious, I I suspect, and I wonder if this is true for you, that when you're doing that, are you in a state of flow? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, is everything else kind of not mattering? I I know when I get into that state, it doesn't matter if there's, you know, you know, 10 diesel trucks driving right by yes. me. I, I don't even, and I'm very sensitive to noise, but I don't even recognize that. So yeah. The only yeah. time I get frustrated is when the computer or program decides not to work. <laughs> right, <laughs> and that right. takes you out of your flow. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I drive to my daughter's um, every second week. She's about to have a second baby. And my, and my oldest yeah. grandson turned two yesterday. So Congratulations. Yeah, I know. It's all very exciting. So I drive down there every other week to, to look after the baby. And uh, it's, it's a beautiful drive for the first part. It's going over the Malahatch and it's over the mountains and you see the, you know, the lake and the ocean surrounded by trees. And it is, uh, I love that time period because m- my mind is driving. It's concentrating on the road. It's doing its thing. But then the rest of me can just go wherever it wants to go. Yeah. And I love that because right. that's that's my space time, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I bet you're in your third eye. I know when yeah. I'm on long drives, not necessarily city driving, but like long meditative yes. drives, I'm very tuned into my third eye too. Yeah. And, you know, even doing some chanting or something with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, and this is the thing is, you know, if I couldn't sit cross-legged and meditate. You need a crane to get me back up. I just have those kind of legs. But it is finding what is it out there that even if you are busy doing something with your hands, that your mind is at peace, you know, that space. Because I think a lot of the people never find the joy of the happiness or the magic of life because they're too engaged in what's wrong or what the burden is. And they don't allow themselves to be present with the gift of now, with the beauty of now. And when you're with the beauty of now, you your lens changes in what you see around you. Right. And, you know, it's when you were speaking, I was just thinking of how, you know, a a large part of my book is a number of vignettes that gives you different practices Mm -hmm. that interrupts that negative thinking. And there's so many different ways to do that. I mean, even simply just singing, singing activates our vagus nerve. It, um, it, it calms us down. It puts us into a different, um, calmer state. So, all these different little practices that can just take us back into ourselves really. And um, yeah. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I use, um, I sing to my grandson, but we also do silly billies. Blah, 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 you know, and, yeah, you know yeah. uh, and all of these things. And he watches me, has my tongue working and he's got into blowing raspberries, but you need to get a shower when he does it, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and, and we're silly billy. 
And, uh, you know, when my kids yeah. were driving me crazy and not listening, I used to step into opera and they'd do anything to shut me up. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the vignettes I write is that how when my husband and I were first married, we would sing our words. It would be like, you know, pass the butter, you know, yes. we would do these different accents. Yeah. And, you know, we and it was just goofy Fun. and silly. Right. We laughed a lot. And we, I think, you know, and I realized afterwards it was um, – it, it we were activating our vagus nerve as yes. much as we were enjoying the honeymoon period, you know. And so even now, sometimes when we're in a little bit of a, it's you know, I'll just say, all right, we're singing, we're singing everything, you know, today. And and sometimes it's we're doing opera, sometimes we're doing a country song, you know. But whatever we're saying, what do you do? You know, we're making a song out of what are you doing today? And it sounds so goofy, yes, but it shifts. And I think anything that helps us shift. And to get out of the sense that it's it's goofy or it's um or that's silly. Embarrassing. And embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like let's, you know, let's learn how to play again. I and I think this is the thing, if you're worried about embarrassment, um you know, I'm very, very good at embarrassing myself with things that I say or do, you know, it, it just happens naturally. Uh, my kids have a really good laugh at it. So, mm -hmm. you know, okay, I'm sharing the laughter. But if we're worried about what other people are going to think. Uh, we're always going to be prisoners of that. And and I have been at some point, you know, am, am I making a, my mother always was, are you making a fool of yourself? Which was her generation. You know, you had to be very, yeah. very uptight. Um, you couldn't enjoy life because if you did, then you were making a fool out of yourself. And I could be constantly making a fool out of myself because it was fun, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. then the honing in and, and um, don't embarrass yourself or don't embarrass the person you're with. And I think it's, yeah, I mean, we're not asking people to be idiots, you know, or do something completely idiotic or, or really kind of, you know, take your breeches down and moon somebody in the middle of something. And it's not what we're asking for. Mm -hmm. But we really do need to lighten up, don't we? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, again, I keep coming back to this concept of, of play. And, you know, one of the, I love... Um, I was at a sound healing one time and there was a Peruvian sound healer there. And he said, what, um, what, what did you naturally do when you were four or five or six years old? And, you know, he had been in business and in finance and he was in his mid forties. And he realized that when he was four or five or up until six or seven, he played the flute and every, I mean, he was inseparable from his flute and mm -hmm. everyone loved it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as he came back to himself, he thought, well, what do I love to do? And he started playing his flute. He started doing amazing sound healings. And so I think one of the axes is in to say, well, what did we actually love to yeah. do when we were little? Like, I realized that I used to love to write. I would write letters to people. I would get a piece of paper. I would watch the Today Show with my mother. And I would write a, a letter to the host. This is what I enjoyed about your, you know, it's five, Excellent. you know, yeah. <laughs> or I would like climb, or climb trees and, you know, a forest therapy guide now. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it takes us a while and, and, and the journey can be so um, circuitous. It's not, you know, it's not a linear journey, mm. but, and there's such beauty in that too, because even though for me, I swayed away from, you know, it's that I didn't immediately pursue a creative and forest therapy and artist mm -hmm. and writer's path. Um, 
I pursued a business path because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. That yes. was like, you know, that I was supposed the training, to. Yes. That was the conditioning. <laughs> yes. You know? um, and so, but those skills serve me extremely well right now. Mm. And so, you know, I would also say to somebody if if they're stuck maybe in a in a position they're not really loving, like, what is it? Just really, you're in that position for a reason. Yeah. You know, might not know it now. Just learn everything you can learn and love. And when the next step comes, you're ready. And so, and then, then you step into it and it will come, especially if you're calling it. So, you know, we're all, it's all. Well, it's it's the university of experience, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Now, you know, when you're in university, you're gathering knowledge, but you know what you in the university of life, you're gathering experience. But when you found, find that thing that becomes the passion, the Mm -hmm. heart and soul calling the I have to go down this path you don't lose the experience you transform that experience into supporting what it is the passion is yeah and I think you know that what I found in myself and in other people is that your soul starts to knock and if Mm. you don't and sometimes you're not even sure I'm not even sure what you're saying so what are you saying for me it was writing and I again I was avoiding avoiding and eventually I I stopped sleeping and I'm an ace sleeper I could sleep anywhere but I stopped you know I started waking up at 2 30 and 3 o'clock in the morning I start you know and I and I still wasn't really making the connection and then I was reading uh Garrison Keillor's memoir and he talked about how he was in a deep depression and couldn't sleep and the only thing that would keep the sleeplessness at bay was writing and that's when he, you know, he always kind of poo-pooed New York Times bestsellers. But then all of a sudden he had the New York Times number one bestseller. But he said it was the only thing that would. And and I found, too, once I actually started writing and getting into that flow state that you were talking about, then I could sleep at night, you know, and and. Because you were letting your creativeness have its voice. You weren't suppressing it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, part of, I I write about this in the book too. There's so, I mean, there's millions of people with sleep, you know, disorders. And there's a lot of stuff going on energetically. So I get that too. There's just a lot. Yes, oh no, that keeps me busy at night. That's when they download. That's when they, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I would also submit to just consider that it's, uh, it could be also your soul knocking and saying, hey, come on, we came here to do, to do this thing. It's time to get busy. Time yeah. to take some steps towards it. Um, my brother is a professional writer. My mother was a wordmeister. Um, but I had dyslexia, which I only found out later. And I had learning disabilities through being um, a sickly child and missing a lot of school. So, of course, when it came to actually physically writing, my writing was a scroll, And I'd get frustrated because the words would be in wrong order and kind of, you know, give up. And then I got a computer at the age of 46 and I found my voice. And I wow. could write an article. And of course, if it was not in the right order, I could correct it. Yeah. And then I started becoming an article writer. My brother has a magazine called hackwriters.com. And he started putting them on there, but he would correct it. And I said, look, go ahead and correct the spelling and the grammar, but don't lose my voice. Yeah. Because it's not your voice, it's mine. And then right. he started noticing people responding to me. I don't get it, he says, because, of course, he taught literature and you know, script yeah. writing and everything else. And it's like, why are they going to her when it's not perfectly written? <laughs> All right? But And then, of course, when I came into podcasting, which um, next week will be 11 years uh, that I've been podcasting, 10 years in June of my own network, it, it now then transferred into the voice on the shows, um, where sometimes mm-hmm. I just 
write a blog and speak that sometimes I speak and then write the blog uh, on my own show. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it showed the freedom of not being restricted by you can't do that because you can't spell. Right. Or you can't do that because you haven't got a degree or you can't do that because da, 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 da. And right. just going and doing it and discovering my own voice. Is it the voice for everybody? No. Right. Yeah. But if you yeah. get caught up on the grammar and the spelling, then you're not getting the message. So I'm not writing for you. Yeah. I just I love that what that you're speaking and you've been you've noticed that's a couple of times of voice and mm-hmm. you know getting our authentic voice is everything. I, I just last night I led a free writing um circle. And, you know, one of the rules in free writing is that you just go, you don't stop yes. the pen, you don't, you don't, um, <laughs> punctuation, grammar, spelling, no. nothing. If it's all Let gibberish, it out. it's all gibberish, but you're letting it out. And one of the women afterwards said, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I should take a writing class mm-hmm. and her, and, you know, and what she read was just zesty and full of life. Mm-hmm. And it was a little goofy and it was fabulous. And I thought like, you know, why? why unlearn what you yes you're uh, like like that's yes. like sending the child to, who knows how to draw to art school to yeah. you know to draw this way as i mean you've got to... grammarly you've got spell check if right. you need those right. things fine but i've just written my memoir and and i just wrote it i didn't think i wrote yeah. i just let the fingers type and then i, I yeah. read it afterwards and it actually revealed a lot to me because i wasn't yeah. dictating what i was writing and yeah. it, you know, when I read it back, it, you'd kind of, oh, ah, oh, oh, I see a theme and a thread here. Um, yeah. My brother, who I thought was going to dissect it to hell, started editing it and and really didn't tear it to pieces. Unfortunately, he had a heart yeah. attack and didn't finish it. I actually haven't finished my editing yet. I've got to get around to that. <laughs> but it, it, I think if we just sort of allow ourselves to do, to be, mm-hmm. as you say, be the magic, just let it out without worrying about what other people are going to think that what it reveals back to you is always quite astounding i've read articles yeah. i wrote 20 years ago and I, oh that's an interesting article who wrote it me yeah. <laughs> you know and i think one of the things we also do is just in our modern culture we mm-hmm. think oh bigger is better and we have to reach this huge audience and it's got to appeal yes. to all of these different so we're actually compromising, I'd say, mm. violating ourselves to I agree. please other, yes. to please who we think stay, we might. We don't want you to stay on a linear road, but we do want you to stay in your own vibration. You're, exactly. you're writing or speaking for the people that are in your vibe, in your yeah. frequency. And it's an invitation mm-hmm. for other people to rise up to that frequency to want to know more. But exactly. the moment you try and go, I need to be one size that fits all, you are now dishonoring yourself and your own magic because you're diluting it and it's not going to please everybody because you can't do that it's so true and you know we all have this incredible magic inside of us that i think i think it's fair to say that we don't want to die without having that been lived yes we don't want to get to the end and be like wait a minute and so you know part of what i hope this book will do and my work will do is really help and encourage and support people to live their magic so that while they were alive yeah (laughs) I'll never forget my 88 year old father the year before he died he said um 
where did all the years go? Uh-huh. Like where, you know, where did all the years go? And so, and I think, you know, we all kind of had like, like even me at my age, I said, gosh, where did the years go? But, you know, to when we're living our magic and our own gifts, you know, there's a vibrancy to every day. We're not thinking, oh, oh, I should have done this or, mm. oh gosh, there's no time left or, you know, we're just, we're just doing, we're engaged. And, yeah. you know, who knows what time you've got left. I mean, I lived a good period of my life where I call, I flatlined. I, you know, I just was not, I was not participating. I was in everybody else's life doing what they needed from me, but I had flatlined in my own life. And it mm-hmm. was that rediscovery of me, of who am I? What do I really mm-hmm. want? Because I'd lost myself completely. But, you know, the oldest person I've interviewed was 92, who took a new lover at 90, has her own TV show, who just chutzpah, I mean, complete yeah. energy. Many 80-year-olds are still, one of them wrote, she's 82, she wrote a poem every single day through COVID. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. she's out there playing music for seniors. She's dancing. She's just so vibrant. And I know what's happened to them in their lives. I know the losses mm-hmm. that they've had, mm-hmm. but they chose life is precious. I'm going to live it. I am actually alive. So I'm yeah. going to live it. And I think so yeah. many people are called the living dead because they may be robotically living, but they're dead because they're just taking that linear path and they're not connected to life. Yeah, you know, I um, I had the great fortune of studying with Martin Prechtel for many years, and he talks about grief and praise and how they're the same same coin, different sides of the same coin. And you know, we all have this. Some of us get more than others of this heartbreak and grief yeah. and loss, and just like you're saying, flatlining. I I've been there too. You know, where it's I'm kind of this lost. Like, what am I doing on this planet? What am What did I come Who am here to I? do? Who am I? And where, <laughs> yeah. where is that boy? Is that who yeah. I am? And, and how do I even get that back? So yeah. I get it. But, and we have a choice in that mm-hmm. point, not to ignore the grief, you know, to honor it. But then what are we going to do with it? Like, what yes. are we going to do with it? it? Like, is it is it going to become our identity? Or is it become, like, can we, can we make beauty out of it? Can we right. make art and creativity and new life out of it? It's the same with victimization. Again, something happened to you. Are you going to say the victim of what happened to you? Or are you going to take what happened to you and in your own discovery, make it happen for you? Exactly. Right? And But that yeah. is the choice we have to make. And the more that we stay in anger or revenge or pain, or anguish or victimization, the more we're actually giving up our own life. Right, right, right. And it's really managing our energy. Again, mm. you know, absolutely. Like if we're in all of us, it's a human condition to experience sadness or anger or just lethargy yeah. or you know all yeah. of that. And just to honor that. So if it's, you know, half a day, a day, a couple of days, I mean, I'm not talking about big grief and trauma, but right. But if we're staying in that, yes. I mean, there are so many ways that we can shift our energy. And that's what we're doing. We're actually managing our energy. We're, we're creating new neural pathways in our brain mm-hmm. so that we're focusing on like, wow, this like, look at this incredible day. Look at what I'm actually being offered. You know, we, um, part of the start of this book started when I 
I had sold my house without another in the middle of COVID. It was like, we got to make, I don't know, that was either like, you know, major inspiration or major insanity. I don't know which one it was. <laughs> Sometimes still one big, of the same. <laughs> still figuring that one out. But a series of events happened right after that. My mother died. A lot of long-term friendships kind of dissolved. Um, I My work was not robust at that moment. Our short-term housing fell through at a moment's notice. It was like all of this loss yes. at the same time. And so... Um, we ended up getting a camper van and, and traveling around and saying, where do we actually want to be? And it was then that I said, and I was very much in grief. Um, and I was, that was when I wasn't sleeping too. So like the right. combination was <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty uh-huh. you know, difficult, but I decided that my job was to see the magic and share the magic. And yes. so as we were traveling around the country in this camper van, we were doing what was called boondocking. So we're staying in different farms and vineyards and people who were doing amazing things on the land. And that, I mean, that's very near and dear to my heart. And some of these people, um, you know, were like in their late 60s, early 70s, and and like just starting a vineyard. I mean, so it wasn't, it was very like long haul creativity at any age. Yeah. And I started writing and blogging about that really as a way to stay connected to my, you know, my people. But you know, I just became so inspired by what people were actually doing and like, and sharing that forward. And then, and other people have said, wow, that really inspired me or gosh, you know, that's, that's something I hadn't thought about that before. So I think, you know, as long as we're, we're seeing what's possible. And then after, after that kind of episode was done, we ended up moving back into the city, which I said I would never do. (laughs) And then looked and said, okay, my job now is to see the magic and the beauty everywhere and to everywhere. share it. Yeah. yeah. And as, and when we see it, you know, that's when we see that the world is constantly sending us signals yeah. and guideposts towards our joy and nudging us and nudging us and nudging us, you know, then when we can open to this and get our downloads and get, get wisdom, right. Mm-hmm. When wisdom and the ideas and things that come to us, then we can be the magic. And then, in my opinion, in my in my experience, then it's sharing it, which is magical, right? Like here, yeah. you're doing your podcast, you're sharing this with everybody, you're connecting with all of us. We're sharing it with both me. This is this is magic. I mean, this exactly. Is magic of life. And the inspiration of interviewing people like you, who you know, you, you've gone around around the roundabout, you know, to discover that the joy and the happiness is a a choice, uh, and that happiness isn't just in playtime you know that when you really enjoy what you're doing in your work you know you're very happy about it and it does become play in many ways right so it is like if we choose to look at things not from a burden lens but from the what joy do I get out of it now, if I get up in the morning, I can have, because uh, I'm not a good sleeper, I can wake up and I've had very, very little sleep and, you know, head for the coffee. And I've, I've got two shows to do today. How am I going to do it? And I press play and I'm there because it always lights up my day. It always lights up my life. It always gives me that mm-hmm. meaningful purpose to get somebody's wisdom and joy, skills, knowledge out to someone else who needs it, yeah, who needs exactly. it on their journey of life. And I think when you find that, that meaningful purpose, that joy and that happiness of what you're doing and why you're doing it, you you do become the magic. You are living in the magic. And I think it's just finding that that journey, right? That that place where you go, ah, oh, 
this is it. Yeah. And I like what you said too. It's like, even in every moment. So even if you don't know what your purpose is, and I, I mean, I've been there, it sounds like maybe you've been there too, where it's like, well, what am I doing? Yeah. But I think, you know, what I've experienced is that it's more important as, as important then as ever to really find something that, um, that you can be joyful about. And I, I'm a big fan of being in nature. You know, if, if just even an hour in nature mm-hmm. can kind of shift the perspective, shift, shift the thinking, you know, you see a beautiful sunrise, a beautiful sunset, even if you're in the the toughest city, you could always look up and see yeah. this incredible sunrise and sunset. So, or whatever it is that, that fills you up. So being, being in that, and also kind of being, it sounds a little um, unconventional, but just being in relationship mm-hmm. to everything that, that we touch, like we don't think about it, but like having a relationship with this, like this computer that I'm at, that I'm yes. at and saying, you know, we take it for granted. It's just an inanimate object, but I'm like, wow, you know, thank you. Like, thank you. And that gratitude too, mm. for what we do have is just, is, is a huge access. And, um, you know, I love the saying that, you know, who, like, who do you like to give gifts to like people who are like, oh yeah, whatever, or like, oh my God, this is amazing. And when the world's constantly sending us gifts, are we saying, like, oh, yeah, whatever, oh, I'm too busy, oh, or mm-hmm. that's not really what I wanted. Oh, that's definitely not what I wanted. Or did we say, like, this is, <laughs> wow, thank you for this. This is amazing. We tend to get more and more. It's kind of like universe. How did you know? The universe knows everything. You know, I call that the knowingness. The knowingness is the channeling the wisdom from the universe, God, spirit, Gus, whatever you want to call it. But it resonates in your heart in truth. And it goes yeah. into your spirit, into action, and your mind will know what it needs to know, when it needs to know, to apply that wisdom into whatever productivity it needs to go into. I can't work from my head, because if I do, I'm going to go round and round in circles and talk myself out of it. Yeah. I have to listen to my wisdom, my soul, heart, and spirit have to be in sync, and then my head has got it together. Exactly, leading with our hearts and. Mm. It reminds me of um, one of the vignettes I have in the in the book, and just a, I'll just tell a brief snippet of it. I was walking in the woods um, near Boston, where I where I live, it's seven thousand acre preserve, and I was walking for about two hours, and I didn't see anybody, and um, it was wonderful. And then I thought I was heading back to the car, and I've never been lost. I've never taken a map. I you know all of a sudden I was lost, and I and it's not deep wilderness, but I was, you know, there's this big kind of gray cloud thunderstorm coming in. It was getting cold. Um, I, you know, I could, the wind was playing tricks. I couldn't, like, I couldn't get a read the sun. I couldn't get a read where the sun was. And I started to panic a little. And I thought to myself, and I said to myself, wait, I just said, which way do I go? Which way do I go to get home safely? And I kind of felt this tug to my left. And I was like, that doesn't feel right. But I remembered this friend who she would ask my advice and then like start to argue with me. And I'm like, well, okay, if I'm not (laughs) going to listen to the advice, I probably shouldn't ask it. So I went left and I kept thinking, this doesn't feel right. And within minutes, I hear these two women and they're both, they're like talking loudly. One's like, get the map out. No, you know, (laughs) I, and what happened was literally just when I asked for direction, Mm -hmm. they had taken a wrong turn. (laughs) <laughs> and here we were in the middle of 7,000 acres. And they were saying, where's your map? How are, you know, why are you out here without a map? But I looked at, my, at their map 
And it turns out the car was not left. It was just guiding me to those women right. with the map so that I could get back to the car. Right, exactly. And yeah. And so, it's, you know, like when we, it's very easy to say, oh, isn't that a nice coincidence? But when we actually kind of engage in it. Don't argue like, with it. Yeah, we're also the trust. Yes. Like seven thousand acres, like we all met in the middle of seven, exactly <laughs> when we needed, not before, not if I hadn't run into them fifteen minutes earlier, I wouldn't have known I needed a map. You know, so yeah. I think just marveling at the miracles that that is. You know, it's, I remember being in London with my daughter and my nephew, and we had we had been wandering around London. We were deciding where to go, and we were we're on a corner. Are we going this way? Are we going that way? And then all of a sudden, the person crossed the road with her daughter, and it was my sister-in-law and her daughter. Her daughter's at university in Scotland, and my my uh, sister-in-law was from Hong Kong. And it was like, here they are at the same crossroads as us. Right. And, and it was just like a mind blow and, hi, how are you? And this and that, and off yeah. they went. But London isn't small. Right. And what are the chances? And was it meant to be anything? No, I think it was just a reminder that really it doesn't matter how vast something is. Really, things are kind of quite small. And you bump into people that you are meant to bump into for whatever reason, whether it's just right. for the moment or whether it's, you know, to help you find your way home or, or whether it's something bigger than that but right. we don't pay attention to that because we're so busy walking linear you know blinkers on our thing i don't know where i'm going i don't know where i'm going but stop center take a breath listen the guidance will show you but we're so busy we don't listen <laughs> it's so true and i think it can be hard once we're once we're in that go-go state you know even when we our cognitive mind says, oh, I should, I should stop for a moment. You know, our bodies are almost have this own trajectory yes. to it. And another one of the vignettes I write about is transition time. And mm -hmm. it's something that um, I was, I was in a yoga class and I've been doing yoga for 15 years and, you know, I felt pretty competent and confident. And then the teacher said, um, pay attention to the transitions in between the poses, because that's actually the real yoga. And I was like, what? I don't remember one transition in between these poses. I, I thought I'd had a really good class until now. But I started looking at that mm. and playing with that because how we do anything is how we do everything. Right. Yeah. So right. So it's like I would drive fast to yoga class where I could then be Zen. Like, you know, and, yeah. or or even like in between our appointments, you know, between the supermarket and the next appointment or you know, the client meetings. And I've started instituting just having three to five minutes where I don't do anything. And it can be really hard, like when the day is so busy yeah. and there's so much to do. I feel it's almost more stressful to, to initially sit. But within two minutes or so, my mind starts to settle. And sometimes I don't even what I get is that mm, that next thing that you were supposed to do, exactly. reschedule it. No, this is the direction you're supposed to go. And life is just so much more fun. <laughs> like I get that all the time, especially when I know I have this on my plate and that on my plate. And be, believe me, this year, I have a huge amount on my plate. And, mm -hmm. it, you know, that for a while there, I was getting rather anxious. And a friend of mine who does um, um, sound healing, uh, you know, he kind of took me through it and then realized, 
I know where the anxiety is coming from. I'm looking at everything I need to do this year and I've clumped it all together. It mm. doesn't all have to be done right now. Right. What is the thing I need to do right now? Yeah. And then yeah. It, when that's finished, what's it's the next thing? And, you know, pace myself. It's what am I getting anxious about? Yeah. Because it doesn't all have to be done in this moment. It will be done when it needs to be done. But the other yeah. thing that you're talking about, I'll look at, I have this to do and that to do. And then I suddenly go blank on what I meant to do. And I put on a piece of music and I go somewhere else altogether. Yeah. And then when I do come back to what I need to do, I'm clear of what I am doing. Yeah. And I love that you said that about the sound healing too and the anxiety, because sometimes, you know, sometimes we just have ancestral patterns in us yeah. that are very, that are anxiety making. Like, you know, I think of, you know, my Eastern European ancestors fleeing and thinking, well, like, is that what's actually being activated <laughs> in me? Because, you know, what I'm doing now is not life and death. You know? Right. You know, like, no, but I'm not starving. I'm not, you know, any of that. So is that, is that what's happening and sound healing, um, actually, I've started, I've, I've begun to engage in sound healing. I was a musician, not a professional musician, but I played piano and fiddle from a young child. And, you know, and just even playing the fiddle and having that vibration yes. can really loosen up some of those blocks and those ancestral blocks. And just even being aware and saying, wait, is this my anxiety or is this? something else that maybe is not and maybe is ready to go or is it um or is it collective anxiety i mean there's a lot of collective anxiety now exactly so if, you're, if you're open to that like is this is this mine or or not yeah. and I, i'm as an empath um somebody described it the other day because i suffer a lot from depression and she said but that is um she not she didn't use environmental a depression, although it meant like the kind of the environment that we're in, is suffering with depression, can uh, I can't remember the word now. Either condition, something that uh, that's going on around us that's causing the mm -hmm. de depression. So that really, when I would get depressed, but why? What's changed mm -hmm. in my life that I'm depressed? Mm -hmm. And then it's really about what's going on around me that's causing the depression. It's not yeah. me, it's what's going on around me. So how can I still be compassionate and contribute to the solution? Well, I can't do that from a depressive state. Right. right? So I need to heal that depression so that I can step up into the higher vibration and send out that loving frequency of healing. Uh, yeah. But it's just, it's just, you mean, normally you cannot rationalize depression. You, you know, the it it get consuming, but kind of knowing that it isn't me, it's just what I am feeling from everything else going on around. It helps, yeah. so you release yourself from it. And find and music for me is it, you know, yeah. music is uh, it's the the frequency of music. The beautiful thing about it is it resets your body, resets your equilibrium, it mm -hmm. rebalances you, and so you know, like that sound healing, and then you can come down into that center and let it go right yeah, so yeah, but i think yeah. it's kind of i think awareness is something that we need to be aware of in our lives and that very often we just you know as you said busy do off this appointment and that appointment but what about the journey getting there and i think if we just lived in more awareness i'm like today coming home i went out for breakfast with friends when coming home i took a different street 
Listen, you're right. Oh, there's an African shop there. Ah, there's a Caribbean shop over there. Oh, there's another shop over there. And I hadn't paid attention to this before. And right. like, and it's suddenly you're aware of things and it becomes fun. It isn't just yeah. mindlessly driving down the street. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it's funny. I've, I've, I've written a big man about that too. And it's called Interrupt the Pattern. And it's something oh. I've been playing with for a very long time. And, you know, just as you said, like if you're taking the same road to the supermarket or maybe go to a different supermarket mm-hmm. because your brain is suddenly so is firing on all cylinders trying to just kind of orient us. Yeah. And it's kind of, and, and like same thing when people, um, when people are traveling, our brains are just engaged. Different parts of our brains are engaged in ways of trying to figure out where we are and, mm-hmm. and just saying, oh, just in delight. Like delight is easier to access yes. when we're interrupting the pattern. But it could even be just like try writing something with your opposite hand, with your non-dominant mm-hmm. hand. You know, it could be anything. Try some different food. Try a different restaurant. Yeah. Open yourself up to that. Like whatever and start to notice your patterns, you know, that like, what are the patterns that, um, that we're not even aware of, right? Like, and, and we often do it out of, out of comfort, but also out of convenience, like, oh, it's just easier. Oh, I'll just, you know, take this. But so it takes, you know, I think for any change to happen, we have to have the desire to change, but also the willingness to make those changes. You know, we have to be the willingness to kind of step out and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to spend an extra five minutes and do a different route and then have consistency and reliability and a structure to help us do that. Otherwise, it can be very isolating. And Well, and we don't difficult. realize how complacent and dull we've become. <laughs> and then we wonder yeah. why we're not happy. We don't see joy. Well, you've dug yeah. yourself in a trench that you are going in every single day and you're not paying attention. You know, yeah. uh, and by switching things up, I, you know, when I first started podcasting, somebody asked me uh, after I wrote an article on depression, she actually asked me, I, f- I would love you to be a podcaster on my network. And I said, what's a podcaster? I ha- I didn't know. It was mm-hmm. live. I had no idea what I was doing. All the wrong <laughs> buttons in the first show completely. But the experience was, OK, well, it can only get better. And very yeah. often it got worse. You know, people I'm interviewing dropped or this happened or that happened. But you learn to instead of panicking, you just learn to deal with it in the moment. And then you go, well, you know what? I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. What else can I do that I didn't know I could do? Right. You know, be more inquisitive. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you're talking about failure, too, because, Mm. you know, we're so conditioned to avoid failure. And like I'm a perfectionist. So, you know, as I even said you know, sometimes we just think we have to be more and more ready or wait, am I ready for this? And I think I wrote that in the book too. I said, you know, if I was following my own advice, I would just get the, I would stop proofing this book and just get it out the door. Yes. That's better than having, you know, getting it out the door is better than having a, you know, this perfect book that just right. doesn't go anywhere. But the um, there's a great quote. Um, it's a Japanese quote, and I'm sure I won't get this exactly right, but there's something about the nobility of failure. And it's saying, wow, like, look at that all the things that that person failed at they're really alive because if we're not if we're not failing we're not actually stretching ourselves we're not learning we're not not learning learning. Mm -hmm. yeah and so reframing that and actually that's helped me a lot to you know as a perfectionist because i would say oh wow oh i really bundled that i'm oh well at least i tried it i'm really i'm really alive i I like the terminology of someone who said fail forward Right. Mm-hmm. You're always moving forward. But for me, failure is when you give up 
you stop trying. Mm, mm. Um, for me, it is either just redirects and lessons learned. Yeah. Okay, I've learned how not to yeah. do it, all right, yeah. or, or whom not to do it with, or yeah. how not to approach it. So now yeah. I'm going to try a different approach. Yeah, and I think for people who who really struggle with failure and 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 engaging with failure, I think it's not um, can't emphasize enough the importance of being in community, whether you have a mentor or a coach yes. or you're just in a in a community, so that when you fail, you have someone to you know you don't go into this Supported. isolation because mm -hmm. yeah. the isolation is yes. also what leads to the depression and the shame of it, and it's like oh what am I doing the and judgment your head and your self judgment, judgment you know yeah. it's gonna like, yeah. and all of a sudden you know you're the worst person in the world and he's like where right. the hell did that come yeah. from <laughs> and nobody else cares i remember i remember gosh years ago it was the first time i was interviewed for a newspaper article and they they kind of misquoted me and i was i was like goodness stand like oh it's not what i said and like you know and so finally somebody turned to me and then said man who cares <laughs> yes and and i think that's a huge lesson to learn when you are actually rise up to a certain frequency within yourself and you can actually look at yourself in the mirror and go I like you I admire you I value you I love you and I love what you stand for then it really doesn't matter what other people's opinion is if yeah. we're still chasing other people's opinion to validate us we've never truly stepped into who we are and what we're yeah. here to do yeah it's so true and again, it's just pulling, like pulling our energy back into us and kind of circling back to something we were talking, you know, stay in your own lane, stay, yeah. stay in your own lane. And I like to think of my energy sometimes just as like a magnet inside of me and just like psh, pulling all of my energy back into me. And sometimes I do it with, again, as a, a fellow empath, if I'm in a group of people, I find myself, my energy mm. kind of going outwards and outwards. And sometimes I'll just have to step back and be like, let's pull I need it to in. recharge. <laughs> yeah, let's just pull it in yeah. and then engage. Yeah. 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 You know, and for me, it's like, um, it, it's uh, more community. Um, I've created a community here with self-discovery wisdom of people in their own way, but they've all made the journey. They've all made their own self-discovery of what they're yeah. here for and what they're doing. And I just created a community where it's safe for them to share. And that when people come to listen, they know they're going to get people that really do care about whom they serve because right. they've been willing to take the journey themselves. Now, the people are all at different levels, maybe entry right. level, maybe further ahead, or maybe you know, way ahead. And you're going to right. listen and learn from them according to where you're at. But yeah. for me, it is less the lane, but more of the community. And that community, it, it builds out into wonderful different pockets. Why the, that's why there's different genres in their own different right. pockets. And But the, the common denominator is the good vibrations of goodwill towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. Kindness and love are, are everything. And again, when I was at the kind of the end stages of, of writing this book and I was getting my website up and I was, you know, tweaking that, and, you know, sometimes like things just don't come together. It just wasn't coming together. And I, I find for myself, I don't know, maybe other people do too, that, you know, when I'm not 
particularly nice to other people, it's when I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable with myself or with yes. what, or I'm, I may be fearful of something. And I think I was, you know, fearful of like, wow, is this actually going to come, you know, I'm working so hard. How, why is this not coming together? And um, I was at, uh, I was actually at an ashram and somebody invited me that, you know, the, the Swamis was going to be giving a, a speech. And, you know, I thought if I went to this ashram and like really worked on stuff, I would get it done. It actually was the opposite. It's just completely, you know, and um, I went into the speech and I thought, oh, God, I should be working. And I actually fell asleep and I woke up just as he was saying. And actually, before that, I was kind of like short with my publisher. She's mm-hmm. very she's wonderful. Like We're actually very good friends. And I was was getting kind of just annoyed. Mm-hmm. And um, and what he said was, if there's not doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you achieve. And I actually said, doesn't matter how many books you write. And I thought, wait, is he talking to me? He is talking <laughs> to me. Um, without kindness and love, none of it matters. Nothing, exactly. Nothing matters. If it doesn't come from guidance. the heart, it's not going to have the yeah. impact, right? It's got yeah. to come from the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's good to recognize that sometimes we're just, we're fearful or, you know, we're fearful about something. And, yeah. and you know, then we get into this state of contraction and it's a normal human feeling, but to really own it and say, okay, what do, like, what do I need to do that? to be loving like well, what yeah. do i need to do with this to transform it it's here it's coming here for a reason to transform so how do i do that and that, that you know that it's not looking for the loving on the outside it's being the loving on the inside the yeah. magic of you is your love generator right you mm-hmm. know the soul is the guidance system but your love generator the more you love out the more yeah. love that that you spend out the more your own generator regenerates yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, doing good deeds is just, I find is one of the most, the easiest access. Sometimes I do what's called my gorilla good deeds. And it's just this anonymous good deeds that, or maybe it's not anonymous, but, you know, Lynn McTaggart talks about this in her Power of Eight work. And she says, just like, you know, when you're intending and you're tending and you want something to happen for yourself and it's not happening, just get off yourself, like yes. get off yourself <laughs> and start intending for somebody else, start sending them good intentions. And it's true when we're, it resets it forward, you. yeah, it totally resets you. It, it's like, what can I, how can I be of service? And even just asking that in the morning and saying, like, how can I be of service today? Show me how I can be of service today like to myself, to others, to the world. Like what's the best expression of my soul today? Yeah. And then it becomes, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, is when when you get up every morning and you want to do what you're doing, right? And, and But there are those days, you know, and like as I said, I haven't finished the book yet. And because it's time, it's just me putting enough time aside and got a new grandkid coming and I'm rebranding and, and I'm aligning with some other people on, on certain projects. It's just like everything has come at once. And, you know, the book is, it's there ready to go somewhat, just needs a, a little more editing. And I thought I could go back and change this and change that. And I thought, no, that book was written that way for a reason, right? If there's ever to be another book, it will be written a different way. To now go and change it and add this and take out and do this and do that means second guessing, second guessing, third guessing, fourth guessing. And it was written in flow and it was written in the way it was meant to be read and then let it go. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let it go. Right. Right. When it's time to birth. And, you, and, you know, there's also that whole piece of divine timing. Like really, mm-hmm. when does, what does the book want to be, want to be yeah. born? You know, we just as a baby, the baby comes out when yes. the baby comes out. We don't, oh, say, yeah. this is your, this is your birthday and this is yeah. when it will come out, but just, um, yeah, letting it flow. And originally my book was supposed to be out in last September and there was just a whole series of kind of just wrinkles and I, that I didn't understand at the time until I sat with it and thought, these are actually delays. I'm not supposed to be launching it. I don't know why. Exactly. All for a reason. And, we, and sometimes we may never know the reason, but the universe does. Yeah. Trust. Yeah, exactly. Trust. Yeah. Yeah. And also recognizing that it can be hard in those positions, right? Like yeah. it, it's not always easy to get from why is this happening yes. to like, oh my gosh, do I need to push it through? Right. And it's that discernment too of like, oh wait, is this something that I need to actually take more action on? Or is it something that I just need to allow? And so- Well, you I kind of know if the contractions are there or not, whether you should yeah, be pushing yeah. it through or right, if there's no contraction, right. stop pushing. <laughs> right, 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 right. And just the discernment of that wisdom, yeah. right? <laughs> but I think the, the big P word of patience, that's something I've had to learn. Um, mm-hmm. I was given something over five years ago and uh, it was a plan for where I'm meant to take my business. And I've been taking it, you know, I've become a plotter, which I never thought I would be because I'm a person who's a visualer. I see things and I want to make it happen. And it was mm-hmm. like, it will happen. But what you have to do is plant the seeds speak to what you want to happen put it out there because I do I put it all out there in a graphic I tell the story of where it's going to go and it will happen with whom it's meant to happen when it's meant to happen and I had to learn to back off and be patient but be ready for when the alignments come together and be able to pivot then into where I'm meant to go and that was that was a hard one to to learn because you know it's here why are you not making it happen and it's like it is happening it's rather like I love this graphic of um, a carrot on the top um, Mm -hmm. and there's another one the better one where you you know you see the tree growing but you have no idea what the roots are doing underneath and things grow in the dark and things that we don't see are already growing like the bamboo shoots, they can take five years to grow before you finally see them come up. And when they come up, they can come up in a matter of weeks to 200 feet. But all that growth and preparation, and this is the thing I'm preparing, I'm preparing. And eventually when the time is right, that growth is going to be there. But we have to surrender, don't we? Exactly. (laughs) And that could be, and I think too, Sometimes we get stopped because we don't know how it's going to work out. So I love what you're saying just about visualizing it and feeling it done. What's this going to feel like? But I think a lot of times, you know, I know in my my life, even just, I think, writing the book, um, I I mentioned that I was threatening to write it for a couple of years. And I was just, I didn't know how. And you I had to let go of the perfectionism for a start first and allow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and also, and like, what is how, like, what is the how? But yes. just like, all right, what's the next logical step? We'll sit down and write the book. That's the next logical yes. step, right? Just do it. Just yeah, do it. exactly. <laughs> and so, so many of us get stopped because we just don't, we don't know how it's going to play out and right. we don't know the long term. So like, just pull it in, pull it in. Yeah. What's the first thing in your heart? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know that we talk about those emotions before. You know, we do have to spend them and not hold them; otherwise, they manifest in a different way. Yeah. And you know, when we're writing something, we are sharing those emotions, but yeah. they are meant to be spent, not for you to stay on the anger chapter, because then nobody's want to go to the next chapter. You've already spent yeah. them, right? And it's to take right. people on that journey of that flow, uh, because then when a book becomes relatable. You could be talking mm -hmm. about my journey, or I hadn't thought about it, or I hadn't looked at life that way. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. I could do this. You know, that's when the book is feeding people, exactly. right? And yeah. the gift that you were given in order to write it, you had to surrender to the writing of it without dictating how you thought mm -hmm. it should go. In other words, you stop thinking, you start feeling, and you let the feeling write. Exactly. Exactly. And you just get into that flow state. Well, I see you just get into that flow state. Yeah. But, um, and some people would say, well, how do I get into that yes. flow state? And I would say, like, if you want to write a book and you're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Just sit, say, I'm going to go write for 15 minutes. I'm going to go to my favorite coffee shop. And I'm going to go write for 15 or go type or whatever for 15 minutes. Don't say, I'm going to write for three hours today yeah. and get something just, and again, coming back to that play, let me just see what comes out of the pen and what wants to happen. You know, I find, a lot of times I think, all right, I'm just going to kind of, I'm, I'm stuck. Let me just sit down for 15 minutes. Well, just yesterday, um, I was, I was writing an article and I was like, oh, is it, I, I was in my mind thinking it's not really coming. Let me just sit down and see what comes out. Well, I ended up like completely blanking on a Zoom call that I was supposed to be on to call and said, are we, are we? I'm like, oh my God, it's two and a half hours later. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's the best way when things, that is the best way for it to happen. You know, in, in all this rebranding, I have to rebrand the intro and the exit of the shows starting from the 4th of April. And mm -hmm. normally it takes me a while to find the right music to to you know saying the words and doing it again and again I got it on second take of the audio I found the right music and within an hour I had it all done yeah. and I hadn't planned yeah. to do it yeah right and yeah. it just sometimes the flow is there and other times not but um when I was going to write my book because I'm better just in in the audio of letting things go rather even than the writing I thought I'm going to audio this and then transcribe it but mm. I just sat down at the computer and I let the fingers go. Yeah. And within, I did this in 10 days, I wrote 66,000 words. Wow. Isn't that, it's amazing. Yeah. Right. And then, and then the questions for some people, I know for me too, is I was like, oh, well, sometimes it flows, but when it's not, then what do you do? And so, and again, this just happened a couple of weeks ago. Again, I was kind of under deadline for an article and you know, that was like, I was getting anxious. I was getting anxious. Like, I'm, oh, I was promised this, you know, today by one o'clock and it was nine o'clock. It was 10 o'clock. And the more the deadline loomed, the more I was like, uh, until finally I said, okay, this isn't working. And I grabbed my colored pencils and a sketch pad. I went down to the local coffee shop, took my computer with me. And as, even as I was sketching, I was thinking, this is really stupid. What, like, this is not getting me any closer. But I just, I was just having a good time too. Yeah. And then it was 20 minutes before I had to leave. 
And I said, and all of a sudden the article downloaded. Yes. And so it's like, you know, and and so many spiritual traditions advise us like walk away, like just turn away, yes. turn away. And it can be because the it's the thing. head that's in the way. Yeah. Exactly. The more we're in those thoughts of how it should be, what it should be, the deadline, blah, 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 going on yes. in your head, the, yes. the less clarity you're going to have. Exactly. Right. So redirect your mind into doing something else that brings you peace and joy and opens up those channels. And then sit back and allow. Yeah. And then just be like delighted at actually what flows through you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's always mind blowing actually what comes through you. It you is. Know, and you reread it or you re-listen to it or this or that. And you go, oh, because, you know, when I'm yeah. doing it, I'm not conscious of what I'm doing in the moment. You know, yes. I'm, I'm immersed in what I'm doing, but the brain isn't conscious because the soul yeah. is writing, the soul exactly. and the heart. And then when you listen or read to it afterwards, oh, it's like for the first time. <laughs> yes, I know. It's delightful. Well, even in this writing circle that I was facilitating yesterday, uh, we did a 10-minute prompt, and then one woman said, I don't even know what I, I wrote. Yes. I said, well, do you want to read it? And she read it, and it was this beautiful download. Yes. Of, you know, we we're all like, because that's the from. truth writing. When the mm -hmm. heart and the soul are in sync and the spirit gets into action, it is the truth that is writing, not the yeah. expectation, not the dictation, not writing for somebody else's approval. It is yeah. the purity and the clarity that is writing. Yes. And I think that, you know, there's so many people who are channeling now and who are who mm. and who are wonderful, you know, yes. and it's great to get that wisdom. But I think it's really important for people like, listening to know you've got that wisdom too. You know, you've got that ability to to get that kind of download, that kind of wisdom, that guidance. It's not necessarily just coming from somebody else. So right. it's, it's interesting. And nobody gets a hundred, you know, a hundred percent. So, you know, when we we hear people and and it's and we can tell too when what they're channeling is true and, yeah. and it rings true. It rings true in us. But I also think it's important to just a presence to not just listen outward for that yeah. kind of guidance, but really cultivate it yourself. Like really, you've got the intuition. You've got that. It's, it's a skill. There. It's an art. Yes. And it's a muscle. It's no different than going to the gym and getting your body in shape, you know, just Practice your intuition, value it, trust it, and um, play with it, you know, invite it in. Well, I mean, for me, that is utterly who Sarah is. And mm. anything that Sarah gets confused about or is in doubt about or in fear about is what I call the humanoid side of me. And that I have to hand the driving over to my spirit side, my soul yeah. side. If yeah. I want to be uh, truthful and honest to what I'm needing to do, because right. if the mind takes over without the soul's guidance, then I'm no one going to go wrong. Right, right. Or it's just going to take a lot longer. Or yes. it's going to be a lot harder. And a lot more frustration. <laughs> yeah. And why, right. why give yourself the grief? Seriously, exactly. you know, exactly. there's such an easy, you know, when we get out of this um, and, and again, I've had it with the podcast, and I'm sure you had the advice with writing the book. Now, if you do it this way, now you've got to do it that way. Now, people aren't going to pay attention if you don't do that. Well, that is all of their ways. Yeah. You've got to be true to what is your way, because right. that's the reason why you were given the gift you were given, because it had to be your truth, your exactly. voice, yeah, not somebody and else's. Exactly. And trust is key when all the other voices are saying the opposite. I mean, that's... 
it can be hard. I mean, just presencing for people, you know, that can be hard to pull into yourself. And I would say, step away, you know, step away for a little bit, do whatever, meditate. If you sit and meditate, great. If you, whatever it is, walk in nature. Yes. Whatever it is that takes you into yourself and just like sit with that. Is that really, is that really what my soul wants? Ask your soul, what do you want? What do you want? When the core lights up, when the core says yes, then you know yeah. you're on the right track. Yeah. What is that? Like, yes. Like mm-hmm. you just know it in your bones. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a great feeling. Trust it. Now you create yeah. magic together with your courses. You have the forest therapy guiding, the creative mentoring and the writing programs. So if somebody is interested in that, how do they connect with you on that? And kind of, you know, tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. Um, so uh, I'd love to connect with anybody who's, who this is resonating with. And my website is dianepienta.com, D-I-A-N-E-P-I-E-N-T-A.com. Can you spell uh, the my, Diane too? Because there's many different ways of spelling it. Sure. D-I-A-N-E-P-I-E-N-T-A.com. And there's a little bit more information about the book on my website as well. But, you know, I do, part of what I do is weave nature and positive psychology and these kind of um, concepts all together and with writing too. Sometimes they're all woven together, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm a real, um, I've experienced over and over the healing power of nature. Yes. And we are nature. We are mm-hmm. not, you know, we're not separate from it. So when we separate ourselves too much, we have, we can have this feeling of disconnection and just a, not a feeling of, of belonging. And there's a big pandemic of that. People oh, really are not feeling pan- belonging or connectedness. Yeah. And uh, hands down, every time I lead a group, people just feel like, tell me they feel just peaceful. They feel connected. And, you know, it's connected to yourself, connected to each other. It's a way of being in nature. And, you know, you can say, oh, I can go for a walk in the woods. And absolutely you can. But doing a forest therapy guided walk with um, with a guide is a way to get in in a very embodied way and to really experience it with all of your senses and to be kind of in this what we call the liminal state where you're not really in your thinking mind, yeah. but you're not in, you're not in a trance either, but you're just in this um, you're present. open. Yeah, you're so present. Yeah. And that's when the wisdom can come in. Mm-hmm. And doing it community is also really powerful. Um, and my my work with as a as a coach, I particularly enjoy people who are in transition. A lot of time when you're in transition, um, you know, you think you have to figure it out. It's so much easier. I know for myself, having a coach was just huge in helping me make leaps forward and helping me to identify what like what is it that I'm here to do, and just even helping to give me permission to play. Or if there's a creative project that wants to take to take flight um, and writing programs as well, doing free writing workshops. Um, I love to do art and creativity and writing and all of this in nature. So sometimes all these are woven together. But I'd love to hear from folks. Yeah. And, and that, you know, the thing is, simplicity is the key. Um, you know, it isn't about complexity things. It is about connection. It is yeah. about the relationship that you have with things. And the more that we're willing to immerse ourselves into it, the more we're going to get out of life. You know, with people, well, how do I find the magic? How do I find the love? How do I find the spirit? Well, it's there in you. It's just waiting to be activated. And the activation can be found in, in nature, can be found in the writing, can be found in the dance. 
It's it's about interaction. It's about participation. And people yeah. have got to the stage where they think, well, where do I download it? Amazon right. and an app. And no, you've got to participate in it and become it. Become yeah. it. That's the important thing. And uh, yeah. there is a technique to that, isn't there? And, and there a lot is. of it is just showing people the awareness, the awareness. Exactly. One of the games I like to play is to say, you know, for a week, just say yes. When mm-hmm. you get an invitation, you know, when you'll be like, oh, no, just just say yes. I mean, it's just a game, right? You might show up and hate it. And you <laughs> might show up and say, wow, this, wow, I like, I actually really like this. Just like, just play, just open yourself up to saying yes to participation in life. And um, and it's cool. And it is it's cool. cool. Yes. It is cool. Because yeah. you are opening up to possibilities right? That's the important thing is opening up to possibilities. And if we don't open up to those possibilities, how can the opportunities happen to us? It's so true. You know, when I first moved to the neighborhood that I'm in now, it was this cold, dark January. And there was a, um, there was a neighborhood meeting that was happening on Zoom. And I thought, no, not one more, you know, that, you know, it's the middle (laughs) of pandemic. It was like another Zoom call. And, um, and I was invited to attend and I thought I'd just broken my ankle. I thought I'm not going to I'm not going to go. And then I, I had this quote written down, life is a function of participation. And, and you know, it kind of like shot out at me. So I said, okay, I'm going to sign on for 10 minutes. I'll say hello, tell them that I have a broken ankle and get off. Well, 90 minutes later, I suddenly <laughs> met all of my neighbors were organizing in a garden you know, day. I mean, it was just, you know, and, and one of my best friends now is now as, as a um, result of that connection. So you yep. just never know where it's going to lead. Yeah, and it's, you know, there's some things you have to say no to because it's just, you know, it's either not the right fit or it's just not the right time uh, because mm-hmm. somebody wants something from you, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. That's a different yeah. type of thing. You know, it's okay to say no. But if it's just that I can't be bothered, right. uh, then you will pay a high price for what you're missing out on, yeah. um, which is really, you know, important. So, you know, of course, the people can get your book from Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and they can also get it from, let's see, I've got it up here. They, um, oh, where is it? Uh, Bookshop, uh, Book Deposit UK, Book a Million. So it could be found all of those places. And uh, it's a great way for people to start. And then once they've read it or, you know, they feel they now want to open up and take the journey of their own self-discovery with you, they can reach out to Diane pienta at hotmail.com and you do have a social media coming but you don't have it at the present i don't have it now and my website actually will take you to my um my email which is diane i think you have a different one sarah it's dianepienta.com but either will get their way to me and i'd welcome any contact i'd love to talk to you more thanks yeah Uh, you know the thing is we're not meant to do it alone the journey of putting one foot in front of the other connecting with the earth connecting with the spirit and the universe is your journey but people have skills and tools that can help you on that journey and they're there to cheer you on because they want you to succeed because they know that your success is everyone's success so you're taking this journey not for you but for everyone because the more you rise up the more the frequency of the, of the planet rises up, the more we step into love and peace. And it's up to each and every one of us to be willing to take that journey. Mm. Be the magic, right? 
be the magic. Yeah. And it's, it is absolutely stepping into it. And, you know, I love what you said about, we're not here to do it alone. You know, it's the, I love the quote that geese fly 70% further and faster when they're in formation than when they fly alone. And we're the yeah. same way. You know, when we, we and you know, it's it's the, the old paradigm of like, oh, I've got to do this, this individual, it's like it's got to be me. This is we're in a new paradigm of collaboration, of cooperation, of partnership. It, life is more fun that way, but it's also sometimes we just need to shift our, our own yeah. brains to say, okay, I, A, I can ask for help. B, it is more fun in community. Yeah. You know, see, there's people, you know, a lot of, um, the wisdom that I share in my book, I say to people, you know, a lot of this, it's a yes. reminder, but we all need reminders. Yes. You know, sometimes if I will go, you know, a day I'll be like, I need to find something in my book. And one of the, the ways it's written is that there's um 75 vignettes mm. and they're relatively short. So you can turn off, almost use it like a tarot deck and just open it. Yes, and say, I love What's that. The wisdom that. What do I need, I need to know today? today. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's what I need to know. Yeah. Yes, I need to know. And it's that always, it's always right on, right? Always right on. Yeah. Or, you know, just the other day I got transition time. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm moving too fast. I got to slow down. <laughs> so, yeah. And you know what? You know, the old tortoise and the hare. The hare got cocky and took a nap. The tortoise got there and but yeah. also took in the view along the way yeah. <laughs> and probably made friends along the way. <laughs> right? exactly. And you know, you're saying about, you know, well, I think one of the reasons I do what I'm doing here is that when I started 22 years ago on this journey of self-discovery and redirection in my life, there was very little support around and we didn't have mm. the internet. We didn't have social media. It was very much what was in your community. I was very much a different type of person in who I was and what I was um, mm. um, learning and sharing uh, with the gift of the internet, with the gift of podcasts, we now get to hear these journeys, this wisdom, these skills and these tools. And we have no excuse. We, you know, it doesn't matter whom you're choosing, but you do not need to do it alone. There are other people that are so happy to help you on that journey. And yes, we do need you to, to, to take that journey. But it's, uh, this is the gift of the times. Yeah, we have negative aspects of it, but let's look to the positive because this is the gift of the times. There is yes. somebody out there for you. I think that's so true. And I love what you said about that. When I started my journey 25 years ago, not only was the, you know, the connection and the community just not as robust, yeah. but, or even because sometimes not even as existent, but there is also this idea that like, this is woo stuff. This is like, yes. this is like, oh, you're one of those woo people, you know? And I was always living kind of this like dual life of business person yeah. by day and woo person by I night. I know, you know? Yeah. But you know, what is, what was considered kind of out there has become very conventional. And so become very mainstream, mainstream. Yeah. And we're very, you know, so there's all of these resources and reminders and just for people to know they're not alone, I think yeah. is really key. Like they, yeah. you're not alone and there's all kinds of resources, um, you know, courses to help you with, if you want your creativity, you know, year long where you can be in community. And, and also that's one of the reasons, one of the reasons I got um, really started on my book. I was in part of is a course called wisdom for the arts. And it was all about how art is the access to divinity mm. and to our divinity. And when you're in a community for those nine months, uh, you know, and you have the same people supporting you, 
that's powerful. Yes. Like that you, you can't compare that to sitting alone in your, mm-hmm. in, in your office or your desk, you know, just having that kind of support and community. Um, and it will blow you away that people are not competing with you. Yeah. Right. People generally, genuinely want to see you succeed, even yes. if you were in the same line of work as them, because they understand yes. we're all part of the orchestra, but right. we're all different instruments. We can play solo and play very well. But when we come together as an orchestra and harmonically play together, the strength of that yes. orchestra and its message, you know, yeah. transcends anything we can do on our own. Yes. And I love that analogy too, because whoever is listening, you're part of the orchestra. You are. And without you playing your part, the orchestra is not complete. Exactly. It's not, there's something missing. We don't yeah. quite know what it is, but it's there's something yeah. missing. It could be just simply the triangle, but we, you know, we yes. need, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Everything has a reason. Right. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for sharing here today. <laughs> and, oh, Sarah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, my pleasure. My yeah. pleasure. And and, yeah. and for people to understand that happiness and joy is a choice. It is an action. It is a, a mindset. It is a perception. And that get out of your head. Trust your heart and soul. Trust the downloading. Uh, yeah. But be interactive with life participate in your own life because the magic is all around us and when we realize it's all around us in every single thing around us we also realize it's also us and we are also part of that magic exactly and that magic is wanting you and supporting you for for you to live your magic so that you don't come to the end of your day or month or week and say you know yeah. What did I do? Did I did I not did I live it? Like live it. Yeah. Yeah. Diane Pienta, dot com. Reach out. Look what else she's got there. The book Be the Magic can be found on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and many other platforms. Uh, give yourself the gift of the book. Give other people the gift of the book. Remember, I'm always pushing podcast parties where you read the book or you listen to the show and then you get together and have a conversation and share what each one of you got out of it and that just expands the magic even more and don't forget to share how the show or what you know the what we did for you as well we love to hear your comments so thank you so much diane for taking your journey and not being in your head but just allowing (laughs) spreading your wings and following your path Thank you, Sarah. You're such a bright light. I'm so honored to be here with you. Thank you. My pleasure to have you here. Until next time, folks, remember, you are the magic. All you have to do is ignite yourself. Until next time, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You will see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment. <laughs>